Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This week, Rome has conquered the Celtic sleigh last year at the Stadio Olimpico, and Johnny Hayes turns in a man of the match performance against Motherwell as we make it 7 out of 7 in all competitions. All this and more on the latest episode of 20 Minute Tims. This is 20 Minute Tims, episode 197, and I am joined this week as always by Melly. Yes. And Stephen. Good to be here, lads. Good to be here. Absolutely thrilled. Don't we have a bumper episode to talk we about do, this yeah. week? Uh, especially one game in particular. I just cannot wait to get talking about it. Um, but first, I suppose we should do some housekeeping. Uh, and by that, I mean clearing up the Patreon. Um, a couple of weeks on Patreon, we put out a survey to see what our patrons most wanted from uh, 20 Minute Tims. And off the back of the results of that survey, we launched a new tier. Um, yeah. If you want a live show, this is the tier to get it. If you want live streaming, this is the tier to get it. If you want to join our private Discord, it's sort of like a WhatsApp yeah, group. It's like a big yep. giant WhatsApp group for all the, all the best Tims. All the best ones. <laughs> this is how to get it. We'll be on Discord talking about Celtic pretty much all the time, but especially during the games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, we launched it during this Lazio game, and it was absolute fire, <laughs> as the kids say. So we launched a new tier. This is it. The final tier, it's called TMT All In. Um, and it's limited only to 250 places, of which there are only it, 20 left. It is about to sell out. It's about yes. to sell out in time for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're doing with this tier is, at the end of the season, we're going to throw a massive live show slash podcast party. And everyone on that tier is just going to get invited along. We're not going to sell you tickets. We're not going to do that. You're just going to come along, have a gay old time. <laughs> um, and, and this is the tier if you, you really want to help the podcast, you want us to grow and branch out into different things, yeah. particularly like video content and live streaming. That's the sort of thing we want to branch out and do. If you're already a patron and you're quite happy with the level you support us, we very much appreciate Absolutely, that. Absolutely, yes. Um, and more information on this tier and the other tiers and stuff we offer can be found at patreon.com slash 20 minute tims. So for the first time in our history, and I feel this is a game we should talk about, but one of those, Celtic won in Italy. I am, of course, talking about... Celtic 2, Lazio 1, we went and we pumped the Huns of Rome on their own turf, Stephen. <laughs> the armies of darkness were defeated. They uh, sure and, were, On their Again. own patch, on their own dark patch. Uh, what a night, what a night, and we, oh, we got well, together. Well, well, well. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> it's exactly the song everyone listening to this is going to have in their head right now. We got together to cover it for the Patreon Match Companion, and what a time we had, gentlemen. Oh, un- um, absolutely unbelievable. An up and down experience it was, as you mm. can tell, listening back to those. It's always hilarious to listen back to those, especially when it's 
been a bit of a, a bumpy ride along Aye. the way and, and when it culminates in such a triumph they're always great to listen back to um, where to even start with it because Neil Lennon talked after the game about how how proud he is and how what a momentous occasion just for the club it is and I have to agree sometimes you just need to sit back and just be like that wasn't bad was it <laughs> that, that really wasn't bad because sometimes you you get caught up in the drudgery of, of certain things when it comes to following football you get yourself you know Oh, Scottish football's a wee bit pish at times and all that, and you're always looking over the fence at England. Why have they got all the all the money and all that? But sometimes you've got to just take a deep breath and go. That that was pretty good. It was, Melly. It was. It was something to savor, wasn't it? I wish we could play big European matches on on that day. You know, every year. <laughs> yeah. You know, it probably was the biggest result since beating Barcelona seven yeah. years mm-hmm. previous. And I think Lennon the... put it just under after the game. Yeah. Didn't he? yeah. The exact same day, it just felt like a long, long time since we had a result like that for Celtic. We have decent results. I think the Leipzig one was a good result. Yeah, Brendan Rodgers, the free-free with Man City was a good yeah. result, but nothing as seismic as this. To it's go, to go away as well. Yeah, that's the it's... whole thing. And it, to get it in the ninety-fifth minute, just the scenes after that, it, it took days to sink in that. It did happen. I've, I've, every time on Twitter, again, same as the Julian goal from the first game against them, I watched the the, the goal every time, the winning goal, and Chris Sutton going nuts. <laughs> it's yeah. just it's one of those things that I, I can't get enough of it. That's been one of the most sort of iconic moments from it, was Sutton losing his shit in the comedy. <laughs> 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 to quote him, wow, 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 when the final goal went in. And look, that's, obviously, it's, it's heart palpitation stuff at the time but it's the best way to win 2-1 if you're going to win 2-1 why not in the 95th minute oh, absolutely. <laughs> it was so good as well because you knew there's no way we can fuck this nah, absolutely <laughs> no way because it's more than 5 minutes now and the the kick off and that was it that was it you just knew as soon as that hit the back of the net Rome was conquered, as the commentator said. Yeah, the win obviously sealed Celtic's place in the next round of the tournament. Um, there was a lot of questions, however, before the game about how Neil Lennon would set up. A lot of tactical queries that we were talking about: was he going to go four for two? Was he going to go for three at the back? The lineup came out. The lineup was Foster, Forrest, Elhamed, Julian, Ayer, Hayes, Christie, Brown, McGregor, Edward, and Elianusi. Uh, and from the lineup, it was pretty obvious mainly that it was going to go three at the back, wasn't it? Yeah, we looked a lot more comfortable in the first game against them when we went at the three-five-two, and this it just the team sort of picked itself. For Poland goalie being out, El Hamid kept his place. Forrest dropped it in that right wing back, and El Yunusi just in behind, but up top with Edward when we were pressing. And oh, after a sort of shaky start, we obviously let in the early goal. We looked a, a wee bit disjointed to start with but as the longer the game went on we grew into it more and more and more and then getting the goal at the right time but in the second half the performance was unbelievable yeah well the on the system itself it was the way they finished the first the previous game yeah. with Lazio and it looked very comfortable it did it, its job extremely well in closing out that game and, and obviously getting the win but I didn't think it started very well in this game. It was kind of the opposite. Yeah. It was a good it was a good formation to settle into later in the game, but this it didn't really look as if it had kicked off very well at all. It was um down the wings, I would describe it as porous. <laughs> a good football word. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a very poor start. I think um Foster was forced into a very good save. One of many, and I'm sure we'll talk about Foster quite a bit tonight. Um he was forced in a save within first two and a half minutes, really. Um, and Chris Sutton talked 
in the commentary before the game about how Chiro Immobile was back. Now, he just scored his 100th goal for Lazio against Milan at the weekend. And Chris Sutton spoke in the commentary about how Celtic were going to have to watch his movement. Mm. And they did exactly that for exactly six and a half <laughs> minutes. They did it flawlessly. Uh, Immobile, Europe's just shy of Lewandowski, Europe's top smart man. Right, yeah. I think it's 15 goals he'd, he'd got now Aye, this season. Across, and into top five leagues there. So he scored against since. He scored against. He scored a penalty at the weekend after the Celtic game as well. As you say, he ain't no joke. He's someone you've really, <laughs> you've really got to keep your eye on. He, and, and one of the one of our worries at the the match companion talking about the game is don't fall into these traps that Celtic fall into, especially away from home in Europe, where they concede that early goal. And and when that happened, you just thought, yeah. God, I've seen this movie a hundred times. Yeah, it's not a good one. Yeah. It's certainly not good, fellas. No, <laughs> is it? no, no it's not. <laughs> well, the good guys won this one, Stephen. None of their mafia pish this time. <laughs> <laughs> mafia pish. A bit on the nose. <laughs> yeah. the, the first goal is a shocker to lose. We always say it. We say it before every match. Companion, please don't let in a goal within the first 10 minutes. Please, no stupid no. send offs. Please, no stupidity. And it's just a simple ball into the box put away by their main striker we've got three centre halves in there I don't know what El Hamid was doing Johnny Hayes did not close down the cross quickly enough he invited it if yeah. anything yeah hey, the ball goes over and El Hamid runs underneath the ball and leaves him at the back post when there's Ayer and Julie in there and he's just got an easy tap in and when that goes in you really did fear the worst but if you're wanting to go one behind to any sort of team, it is an Italian team early on because they'll they'll just sit back yeah. and soak it up from then. But I didn't think they'd they'd be that bad at it. Uh, you mentioned him, Melly. There was a lot of talk before the game about Johnny Hayes whether he would feature ahead of Greg Taylor. Um, Neil Lennon opted for trusted Lieutenant Johnny Hayes. Um, we on the Discord we were quite quite grumpy about the inclusion of Johnny Hayes to put it mildly. Yeah. Um, since having watched the game back, you know, we've come in for a bit of flack on it on the old <laughs> Patreon for how we thought. Since watched the game back, do you feel that Johnny Hayes' performance was maybe tainted a little bit when you were watching it live? Or? Well, aye, I suppose it was sort of coloured by the fact that we didn't want to be playing in the first place. Now, that, that's fine. I hold my hands up to that. I didn't. I wouldn't have picked Johnny Hayes. I thought he was more of a gamble than Greg Taylor going in because I don't really buy it with uh, Johnny Hayes at that level. I'm mm. perfectly fine with him domestically, but I don't really think he's got it at that level. Now, his, as well as Celtic's performances, vastly improved in the second half. Yeah. But I thought he was a problem in the first half. I thought he was very easily beaten down that wing. No, that I, I hasten to add that Celtic gave the ball away a lot in the first yeah. half. Hayes was just part of that. He's, he was not the main problem. But he was just a problem out there. He was cut inside very, very easily on a couple of occasions. Allowed the cross in for the first goal. But I thought he did he did much better in the second half, to be honest, and that was fine. That look, we we said this on the the match companion, but what people listening to that need to remember is that was recorded at half time. Yes, that that's we, that basically it's, it's as raw, close yeah. to a live podcast as you're <laughs> yeah, going to get. It's raw reaction. We don't cut it out just because the guys just because we're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's um, his performance improved in the second half. Now, Greg Taylor might have. May have been a risk to throw in. Yeah, it could have been, but I, I don't really think it would have been that much of a risk. He is a he is a international footballer at the end of the day. I know, but I, I just I would have just worried. I, strangely enough, maybe it's just my perception of things, but I probably would have worried a bit more with Greg Taylor at left back. Just 
maybe I'm putting too much weight on it, but just the lack of experience. Now, you can say Johnny Hayes has got a lot of experience, hardly any of it's at left back, and a lot of it is of being a, a mediocre footballer. Yeah, not much in Europe either. And, and not much in Europe, but I just, um, I, I don't know if Greg Taylor would have necessarily done a better job, particularly in the second half, than Johnny Hayes. Just his defensive work would possibly be better. Hmm. Johnny Hayes, look, I still don't think he should be playing. He did okay in the second half. He just came off back a man in the match performance, though. Uh, he did not alright against Motherwell, but still, going forward, bowling goalie, first choice. Greg Taylor, second choice for me. Johnny Hayes, if he wants to be in the squad, that's fine. But He probably wants to be in the squad. Oh, yeah. I, I don't particularly <laughs> want but look, he's there, he'd done a job, he'd done a decent enough job in the second half, but we sort of won... Anyway, it wasn't as if it was all his fault or he'd done anything to change the game because mm. he didn't do either, did he? He was just was just a steady player in there. The goal, though, um, Immobile actually started the move by switching the play out to the right-hand side in the first place, which Johnny Hayes didn't close down. But see, see if you watch it back, he just he plays the ball out and then just drifts into the box and nobody even pays yeah. attention. Nobody even looks at him. Nobody is aware he's there. And Chris Sutton, again, I go back to it, he said, you're going to need to watch this guy's movement. They didn't even look at him. Never mind watch <laughs> his movement. And I thought that was an unforgivably poor start. I don't know if it was just a little bit of nerves, a little well, bit of what, hesitation. See, watching it back, I thought maybe it was a bit of um, unfamiliarity with the position, mm. especially when that cross came in. It looked to me like briefly nobody was sure of the back three where they sh- I mean, where that, they should have been going and who should have been picking up who yeah, you know that's what I mean about the start under that formation James Forrest is there as well and he's just marking nobody yeah. unsure of where he's supposed to see is he supposed to be that deep picking up a, a central striker probably not but nobody else did as you say Mel Alhamid just wandered in and then all of a sudden all three centre halves are under the ball I think Julian eventually gets a wee flick on it onto right straight onto Immobile's foot basically and he just taps it in so not an ideal start at all, and I kind of feared the worst going into that. See, to be honest, I say fear the worst, but I, I went into the game thinking, I'm fine if Celtic lose this. I'm, I'm fine if it's a good performance, an encouraging performance with as little defensive silliness as possible, and it's just a good game. I'll take it because we're in such a good position in this group and there's so much to build on. I don't think going away to Lazio and losing would have been the most shameful thing in the world. Oh, no. I'd have been fine with that. Mm-hmm. So um, to get what we finally got, well, which we'll come to, is is incredible. But I, I settled myself in for one of those things that we talk about quite a lot, the the wake-up call, you know, the reality check you get in Europe. I thought it was going to come that mm-hmm. night, but sure didn't. Came for Sunday, Melly. <laughs> <laughs> Lazio, after that, they had their chances, they, but they were... Very silly, I thought, like for a team, an Italian team, and this is a Lazio team since we beat them. They've won all three of their games and they won at the weekend, so they are a, a really good team. Yeah. But when they had Celtic like that, they didn't really go for the jugular like they should have done. They should have been right on top of us because we were rocked at that point and they allowed us to settle into the game by just sitting back. And the longer that went on in the first half, you thought, look, we might not be creating great chances. We might be doing a lot of loose passing, but you expect that in Europe but away from home because you're up against better players, the movement's better, the speed of thought's better, everything's yeah. better. But they let us settle into the game and the longer the half went on, that like, we're in this, we're yeah, in this. Yeah, if we can get to half-time 1-0 down, we can come out in the second half and iron out a lot of deficiencies, we can sort out the defence, the passing could get a lot slicker. But we got a goal at a perfect time that just raised every single player's confidence and that was the only thing really sort of missing. I know these deficiencies and think 
we can do this yeah. and once we get the belief we are fine on the on the tactics board podcast that we do with Blair we were talking about Lazio's style and he was saying you know this counter-attacking style that Lazio do there's no shame in losing goals to a counter-attacking counter to a counter-attacking Lazio team he says because every team will do it every yeah, team yeah. in Serie A will do it but what we also discussed was how you know that could be a high risk strategy in itself even though if you're a really well drilled team to sit back and invite pressure on you it can be can be a dangerous thing to do and that's what Lazio seemed to do Mel, as you say as the, as the half went on Celtic built up built up they managed to get into it and, and Lazio didn't seem to be able to hit us in the break it's like they were almost a wee bit shell-shocked, a bit frightened because they were like, right, we can try and hit Celtic in the break, but if we lose the ball as well, they look like they could punish us. So there's a bit of there's a bit of hesitation in Lazio's play. There was, and the reason for that is probably because we've got really good players. Mm. We've got players that can hurt them. El Yunusi and Edward, while it wasn't always coming off for them, they were making space, they were really putting the work in, and when you've got that we're occupying their back three, I thought El Yunusi just worked and worked his socks yeah, off and we say it every week about the guy yeah yeah it doesn't always come off for him but what I love about him is he'll try and make the pass yeah. and defenders hate that if they think he might try this they're on the back foot so Lazio there was a sort of bit of chess wasn't it that they were a bit scared to go at us when they should have and when we seen they're sitting in a bit we thought we're in this game let's push on a bit and even though we weren't creating great chances the goal we scored was an absolute peach just the way we worked it but again from Lazio an Italian team that builds their whole game on being sawed at the back and counter-attacking it was a woeful defending from yeah. them the, our front three must now anybody watching it must terrify them oh definitely oh. yeah they're, they're such dangerous players and can do it at every yeah. level those those three players Forrest you know, never really lets you down in Europe Edward mm. is grown into his role yeah. as a as a top European potential player. I think we got a comment after after the game on the Match Companion um, saying that, well, I think it was on Discord, that Edward's going to win the Champions League one day. Don't, <laughs> yeah. know, don't know who it's for <laughs> enough, but he's going to win the Champions League one day and I struggle to disagree with that. His, form, his form in the last month has oh, been yeah. absolutely... I mean, his form's been great this season, but in the last month, along with that, a lot of the Celtic team, you know, along with Elianusi as well, has just exploded in outer <laughs> space Aye. some of some of the touches he was making in this game the way he makes things stick without being a particularly strong player things yeah. seem to stick well they changed their defence up a wee bit Lazio they took out Bastos and brought in Luis Felipe who's an under 23 Brazil international Bastos I thought was good at Celtic Park but he was the one who got most flustered when Celtic really got on top of them when mm. they brought Christie up alongside Edward and started to really aggressively press them Bastos was the one Got a wee bit, a wee bit shaky, and started started gifting away possession. So maybe that that was a deliberate thing to try and cope with Edward a wee bit better. Um, Edward is is one of those problems with podcasting about odds on Edward. You run out of words. Yes, but was for him, a, a sensational player. And Neil Lennon, I had to agree with him again. I had to agree with him after the game that he deserved a goal for his performance. He got he got his one big chance in this game and didn't take it, which mm. was incredibly unlike him. It was odds on Edward, big flashing lights. This has got odds on Edward written all over it. They cut inside off the left and just trying to aim it into that bottom corner, and he just didn't get there. The old Henri, yeah, the old Henri, the exactly. Old no, <laughs> the old the old Melly, yes, the old Melly Henri. Um, <laughs> no, Lazio had before Forrest scored. Lazio had several other chances immediately after they'd scored. They had a couple more. 
and Foster was brought into the game pretty early on, and I, that's when I started to think, oh, this is this is maybe needing a change here. We were quite worried about at halftime about Foster because he wasn't coming for crosses. He had that one where he punched, punched it, right it uh, up there, which was very needless, and he looked shaky, hmm. and it's very unlike him. Yeah. So we got when we got that goal and got into halftime, as long as we can get all this. But as I said, I thought the goal just gave everybody that lift. Oh, we're yeah. in this game, but at halftime. Second half comes, Fraser Foster, what an absolute performance and this is why we brought him back. But for go back to our goal, it is, as you said, a front three, Forrest playing obviously, right wing back, but got forward there and he was quite frustrating in the game. He did a lot of things, running into players, running out uh, the pitch, hmm. being a bit slack, but he can do that for you. Yeah, he can. And yeah. this is, this is why you've got him because he comes up with the goods time and time again, like Edward like El Yunusi now, like Ryan Christie, we've got a lot of players in this team that we can rely on and every single player stood up to it in Thursday night. Well, the goal, the goal itself, I've, I'd started talking about Lazio's chances there because Sergei Milinkovic-Savic, who's their big name apart from Immobile, really. It's a very big name. Yeah, it's a very big name, yes. Uh, he had set up a couple of chances for Lazio in the first half, mean, namely kind of... He played a, a cracking ball just inside El Hamid and Johnny got on the end of it and he crossed directly across the face of goal. It, it, it was very close. Foster just kind of watched the goal go past him. But Milinkovic Savage was heavily involved in Celtic's goal as well because it was an uncharacteristic, uncharacteristically rather, a bad touch from him. I think he tried to bring it down on his knee and he basically Aye. just controlled it into El Yunusi's path, who just nicked it off him. From that point, El Yunusi plays it through to Forrest. And Acerbi, who we talked about before the Celtic Park game, has been you know one of the best defenders in Serie A this season. He's he's right up there in his stats in terms of you know defensive duels won and everything. In fact, he's, he was top when we talked about that at the time. He makes a really what can only be described as half-assed attempt to cut out the ball. He makes a couple of steps towards it, completely misses it, and basically takes himself completely out of the play. That's why I like the Yunusi so much, because he makes that pass. A lot yeah. of players would think, oh, that's a tight one, maybe don't make that pass, make the safe pass. He went for the hard option, and something could get cut out. James Forrest as well, the awareness to think, this might come through to me instead of giving up, because you'd expect a chair, but he just take it away and yeah. just ride away. But that early pass in, Forrest with a touch out and the finish, it's pure quality from the two players in our team. Man. It's a good point, actually, Mel, because it's not just that the defending was slightly questionable, it's that the pass was so good that it's inviting the yeah. defender out to come and make an attempt at it, and he's second-guessed There's himself. millimetres in it, yeah. so if he... Totally second-guessed what he was about to do and effectively took himself out of the play and played Forrest in. James Forrest, from that point, you don't really doubt he's going to smash that in because it's it's perfect for his position. It's not in the centre of the box where you think he might be tempted with the outside of his foot or, yeah. or doing one of these daft things. There's only one option there and he's going to absolutely rattle it in on top of the keeper and that's exactly what he did. He's got that in his game. He's done it time and time again. There's also the one, remember the one against Rosenberg yeah, in yeah, the qualifier right. where he smashed it in at the near post. He, the guy's finishing is unbelievable sometimes. Just sometimes. <laughs> Ah, it's unsavable that it's because he's had it so close to the keeper, he's got no time to react to it whatsoever. Just don't just, save those, James. You no, know, you don't. You don't save those. He smashed it right in on top of him. Keeper's got no chance to react. It's already passed him by the time he dives. It's a, a, a tremendous finish, and as you say, Millie, right at the exact, you know, helpful time for Celtic. Yeah, yeah, it's a complete goals change games whenever they're scored, but that is a game changing yeah, goal. Yeah. Because did you just say goals change games? <laughs> did you just say that? For me? <laughs> 
It's a wee quote from Football Manager, you can say it. Oh, All right, okay. But it, it was, it just gave us the total lift that we needed because you thought, if we can get something here, we're right in this game. But you just didn't feel the players believed it. But when that goal goes in and you get to half time because you're always worried, oh, we've got a goal at a good time. The typical Celtic thing we do is just let them score again. But we didn't. We got to half time, we got to regroup. And it was absolute perfection. Saying that though, immediately after Celtic scored, the footage on BT showed Lennon coming out, tapping the head. Oh, tapping yes. the head, Keep both the sides. Boys. That's it, both sides, both hands. No, tap, he's coming, I head. have ginger hair. <laughs> <laughs> but in fairness, um, the players didn't really, because a, f- a quick fire three chances came in for Lazio <laughs> towards the end of the half. It was it was shaky ground. How there many was... times, Jenka, I said, get to half time, get to half time, they were <laughs> so, watching yeah. it. The Hayes brought down Azari and then Foster made the save from the free kick and Sergei Milikovic-Savic came in with a header, so Foster, he made that save. The resultant corner, Foster came out, tried to punch it, goes completely under it, the ball bounces towards the goal, Julian hooks it off the line. That was amazing. So, uh, great, great defending. It's all very dramatic stuff in, in between the goal and the, the actual half-time whistle. Julian, he's been a great signing. Now, look, when we first came in, we were unsure of him, he didn't play at all, but all his best games have been the big games. Yeah. Yeah. When he came in at Ibrooks when we had the last qualifier to get into the Europa League, Every Europa League game, he's been outstanding in every Lassie single Celtic one. Park. Yep, he gets the winning goal, but his defending as well was absolutely brilliant. And that clearance as well, the awareness, the guy's been a top-notch signing. It shows you if you just push the ball out and get like proper players, Melly, it's, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but I'm repeating what you've said quite a lot. You said you get what you pay yep. for, and you, and you were referring to Fraser Foster at the time, but you get, look at Julian as well. Seven million, yeah. it's an absolute bargain. El Unissi on loan, look yeah. what that guy's done for us. Edward, and nine million. Yeah, like, what, it's just you're looking at this and just going, let's not, let's not cut any more corners. <laughs> I just buy ready made players. I know, <laughs> I know it, is like, it, it seems like the easiest thing in the world to just go out and buy yourself right good players. Eh? But Julian, I, I it said. It looks it, like it this season, but. Yeah, I, I said that on a recent uh, Friday phone in on Patreon. We got a question about Julian, and I said that. Um, Julian is now looking to be the defender that we all pretended Boyata was yeah. Yeah. for seasons. Yeah. Now, Boyata is a, a decent player. He was a decent defender with glaring deficiencies that he covered most, for the most part, and, and was an effective defender for Brendan Rodgers' team. But Julian's miles better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that's not exactly searing, cutting analysis from me there, but he's just a miles better. better. <laughs> a better football player. Okay, tune into 20 minutes for <laughs> Christopher Julian is better than Boyata. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to be able to put that in a more um, cerebral way, yeah. but uh, he's just a better football player than Dedrick Boyata. He is, and when you look at the whole the team in general, El Hamid is better than Lustig. Yeah. What Lustig was this time last yeah. year. El Yunusi is better than, well, looks to be Scott Sinclair or whoever was playing out left because Johnny Hayes or Mikey Johnson yeah. Foster's better than Bain and Gordon we have upgraded so much in the team and look at the difference it's made <laughs> compared to this time last year when players were basically dead on their feet at the end of the season we're told we don't need a rebuild but we did rebuild and every player has come in and barring Greg Taylor so far 
I think he will go on to make a difference, but they have made a massive, massive difference and we look a much better team. Well, what do we say every season? Two or three, four bits of quality and yeah. we'll be we'll be sailing. And that's exactly what's happened yeah. this time. Mental in it. If you just go out and get three or four better players than were there, you're suddenly, not only are you better in those positions, you're just an altogether better team. Cosmic stuff in it. Weird <laughs> that. Slight <laughs> sidebar, though. You know, if your Rangers losing the money they've been reported to be losing and you're looking at Celtic, and the quality that we're bringing in just now, and the money that we've still got to bring in yet more quality, you must be looking at this going, how the bloody hell... <laughs> how the ruddy heck... How the ruddy heck... How do we even get close to this? Because, staunchness. Uh, well, they can try, but as we've discussed Cannons this podcast, you get zero points for staunchness. <laughs> um, they must be looking at this, this Celtic team going, the quality they've got is frightening, and we can't compete with it, and see if they're not thinking that. But they the, are competing the, the, with the it, because the rest of the league's not great, they're mm. right on... That's Aye, they're competing at home, but we're going to murder them at Parkhead. If yeah. we play anywhere close to the way we'll be playing the last couple of weeks, we're going to murder them at Parkhead, we're going to murder them at Hamden as well. Because as good as their players are, they don't play up against players of Celtic's quality Enough. week in, week out. You, you make a good point as well, because Neil Lennon has said similar a couple of occasions, and he said that again after this, this game. He said he doesn't know what the limit is for this team. Yeah. Like, it's oh, just constantly high. I know, but you can see the excitement in Melly's face there as soon as I said that sentence. But it's true. They just keep getting better and better, turning in better performances, and not even just better performances, but bigger results. Yeah. Just beating yeah. Lazio home and away. <laughs> and in the same circumstances, Will went behind in both games and dug out a win. That's a result games. only Brendan Rodgers could dream of. Yeah, yeah. Aye, 100%. Um, you could say one of the most important recent arrivals has has been Neil Lennon. Um, when when half time came up, I was pretty I was pretty confident of the way Neil Lennon would handle it because if he can do anything, Melly, he can he can give a half time team talk because the amount of times now and Neil Lennon version one that games haven't really been going our way of being on the cusp of getting a good result and the team goes in at half time. And they come out the second half looking revitalised, they're looking fired up, looking switched on and aggressive, and that that's what happened in this game as well. Yeah, it's staggering. Every every seems like every game now we're playing we're either playing well or we're not playing that great, but we're never out of games. Yeah. So yeah. The, like the Lazio game, we got ourselves back into the game, we got a half time, and if we just, as I said, and out all the small deficiencies we're having we we had a chance in the second half, and I think I said that the the half time that we've got a chance here. I didn't yeah, expect yeah. us to win. I thought we could no. get a point, but if you look at the league domestic form as well, the Motherwell game, the St Mirren game, we're one 0 up at half time. See, after sixty minutes in both of them, we're two 0 up, and the games the games won. Yeah. Yeah. It's not this or maybe we'll just see it out, keep the ball keep them at arm's length. No, we go for the throat. We go, get right behind the jugular and tear it out. Pull down, yeah. <laughs> I don't think, Neil, but that's the thing, not in a... Not We're in clinical. A, We're yeah, clinical this but season. not in a derogatory way. No, I, no, no. I, I don't think Neil Lennon has it in him to play it safe. I don't think Neil Lennon has ever in his entire life went out to play for a... sent his teams out to play for a draw. I, I, I don't think he... I don't think he knows how to... He has full confidence and belief in this these players. And I think... When you have that level of confidence and belief in your players, that that's the building block for having them having it in themselves. Yeah, because it, it transmits. And it transmits. And when you send the players in, you go, look, I believe you can do this. Okay. You, you yeah. can go out and hurt them. And, and all these compliments he's given in the press and the way he's building them all up, it's it, it must be music to their ears, especially when they're, you know, he's saying, I trust you to get this result. And then they go get the result. And he's like, look, look what we yeah. can achieve here. And he's done it so many times this season. And... As you're saying in these interviews, when he's speaking, he's like, I can't ask any more of these players. Just 
absolute praising at my hilt and I just go, because I get pure wound up by it and for all Chris Commons faults he did say look, Neil Lennon made me feel like I was 10 feet tall before I went and walked out on that football pitch and he's doing it with these players because they're good enough to compete with these teams and he's just getting them to prove it well, Jamie, you said on a on the Tactics Board podcast that you do with Tactics Bod uh, yes. Blair Newman um, that Lennon is a, a strategist, um, and with that in mind, yeah, it might put teams out in different ways to to achieve different goals, but it's always to win. Just because you've altered yeah. the, the system in certain ways or altered the formation doesn't mean. You can be more defensive and still be trying to win the game. That's I agree. He never puts a team out to just to just close things out, to just shut things down. I, I don't think it, that's true. At halftime, we talked um, where we were covering the game about how they needed a a, a hashtag Lenny Rocket, a red rocket, a red at rocket. Time and please don't look that up on Urban Dictionary what a red <laughs> rocket is. But I don't um, know what a red is. A... Never mind. Folks. <laughs> I genuinely don't. I'm going to Google right. Talk amongst yourselves. Uh, yeah, and and I think that's exactly what we got. And again, I don't mean to. For that to come across as like reductionist, that it's no. all just hair dryers and like tea trays flying all over the restroom room. Well, I, I can only speculate on what goes on, but I imagine that to be contained version of Alex Ferguson, like, Jesus, where, where is he's, that what a red rock? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> where he's, <laughs> where he's, yeah. The, um, that, the, I should the have Google, listened. The Google hits for that are going to fly through the roof after this. But um, I, I imagine it to be a, a condensed version of Alex Ferguson, where he's m- not just throwing things at people and, and bawling at them, but he's he's urging just not only patience but also just a wee bit of urgency, a wee bit more clinical, and and that's that's exactly what you tend to get from Celtic in second halves of games. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think he's not going to be in there bawling and shouting because in most games we've either been winning and uh, nothing up against the throat, no, against no, the wall, nothing throttling. Like, uh, we've been winning. It's just we could be a wee bit better and that's shown by he doesn't make stop looking up the pictures of the drop. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't make sweeping changes at halftime. We really have to make big changes. It's just we just need more from the players yeah. that are out in the pitch. Yeah. And from that team in the first what, ten, twenty minutes to go from what they did to the second half performance is yeah. absolutely astounding. And I'll tell you this for nothing. Brendan Rodgers wouldn't have got that out of them. He wouldn't have went in 3-5-2 for a start, but he wouldn't have got that second-half performance because he can't motivate. I don't think he can motivate a team as much as Lennon, but he is a better tactician than Neil Lennon. Told us that for nothing. I'm glad you didn't do that on Patreon. <laughs> now, it was it was a difficult first half for Celtic. There was no doubt it was about it. It was always going to be. Yeah, it was very difficult, and it, Celtic didn't make things very easy for themselves. The way they started the game and the way they played... Until they scored, really, maybe even after they scored because of the chances that came in. But again, I, I totally agree. To come to produce the second half performance was remarkable because it's no joke. We, we can rein these things off as if they just come off the top of the head, never beaten an Italian team away, blah, blah, blah. It, it just it rolls off the tongue, this kind of thing. But actually focus on how difficult it is to do this in like decades and decades yeah. of attempts. Like Neil Lennon has had... Better teams than this have yeah, failed. Neil Lennon himself for Celtic has had like... what. Double figures of games against Italian teams and never won them, mm. and now he's just beaten the same team home and away. And they're what prior to this game they were fourth in the, the league. Third now, the third, third, the yeah, third of course, yeah. at, the, at the moment. Well, that was another thing. Korea didn't make this um, game because I think that was quite good for Celtic because he was tricky in the first game. Um, he not only created the goal, but he was the one who danced through and hit the post. So he yep. was out of this game with a, with a calf injury. Came back into the team at the weekend and scored two. So he's obviously a very dangerous player. But you know, good for Celtic. Yeah, and look, that was a 
apart Barkery, it was a full strength Lazio team. Yeah, absolutely. They didn't rest any of the big dogs that were all out there. And Celtic, we, second half, we went toe-to-toe with them and we more than matched them. We competed with them. That second half performance, you could sit down and watch that, get yourself a wee beer and just sit back <laughs> and relax because as we were watching it, we felt that we can get something here, we can get a draw here, but I was getting calmer as the game went on because I was believing in the team. Like, yeah. We can do this, we can, we're can. we playing well, We've got, the passing is a lot slicker, a lot quicker, and it's making every player. When we got forward... They were scared. They were frightened of us because we were making chances and the longer the game went on, the better we got. And I think that's something to do with the fitness. I thought our fitness was brilliant. You see it in the winning goal. There's players running up to support. And Cham was in his own half when, yeah. when he won the ball, yeah. And it I mean, seems... psychologically, if a player wants to have a Coca-Cola, let have a Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> it. But the way our fitness was, we, we pressed them, we harried them, we didn't give them a second in the second half. And it just shows like Italian teams sort of wind down towards the end of the half. We've seen Atalanta struggle in Europe this season. Inter Milan have sort of struggled. A lot of the Italian teams have struggled and Celtic just went at them and they couldn't handle it. Of course, Lazio did think they had a shout at getting back in the game because Immobile was screaming for a penalty after the ball sort of uh, brushed off the falling arm of Christopher Julian. I don't know if there was much a shout in that one, though, Stephen. Uh, I can see why you would claim for it, uh, put it that way. I, w- <coughs> I wouldn't like to see it cons- given away for Celtic, but I can see if you were a Lazio fan, and especially players, I see why you would claim for it, because Julian Immobile has cut inside him and unleashed a shot, and Immobile, uh, and Julian, in trying to block the ball, has done so with his arm as he's fallen onto the basically mm. onto the ball. Now, he has stopped the ball with his arm and it has deflected wide maybe or straight through to the keeper. I can't exactly remember. So it's it's hard to know. See with the rulings these days, see with oh, the, the different I... interpretations of handball. I don't know what's going on because there were another couple of bizarre ones in England at the weekend there and no one knows what like, why things Celtic, have been given. Celtic Hamden. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's all over the place at the moment, yeah, this so handball rule. I, I do get it. I understand why they would be upset about that because he did block the ball with his hand but it's one of those things it entirely falls on the interpretation of the law mm. and the ruling the, the the written part of the law because he's not getting his hand out of the way of that he's not tried to block it with his hand he just has blocked it with his hand so I don't really know how it goes What do you need in matches like this Stephen? You need every player to show up yes. Tick We need <laughs> a bit of luck Tick <laughs> and that was a luck and you need your goalkeeper to have a stormer and your forwards to finish well that was the bit of luck that so often we do not get away from Mm. home in Europe that could have been given as a penalty it would have been really harsh did you expect it to be given against Celtic we can all think that's a typical penalty against Celtic in Europe away from home but we got that stroke of luck we needed and Milinkovic-Stavitz said it as well he said Look, we didn't get the luck. We didn't say what the papers are reporting. They said, they said, we didn't get the luck. We did get the luck. And do you know what? We bloody deserved the luck. <laughs> we did bloody well deserve it. Let me guess, I haven't, I'm not familiar with this story, but did the papers quote Milinkovic Savage as ha- having said Celtic are lucky? C- Celtic were lucky, yeah. <laughs> Well, imagine the papers, right? Absolute nonsense. <laughs> that's, a, that's a surprise. Hey, Fraser Foster, another player that came in, in, in the zone in the second half. Some bags. <laughs> Some, this is the face I'm making. <laughs> Big saves, man! Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely unbelievable. The guy, Big is, Daddy saves. Uh, Big Daddy saves. He's absolutely priceless. Uh, yes, yeah. Neil Lennon. Prior to bringing Fraser Foster in, 
But did any of us have a keeper on our transfer wish list? Kinda. It was down the pit. It wanted to be addressed within the, the season, the yeah. next season. But we thought we're okay. But I just see now big phrases just came in. One hand in Chris Craig Gordon's face. One hand in Scott Bates. Like <laughs> get it. He, daddy's home. <laughs> it's another perfect example of what I was talking about earlier as well when a player is there and doing okay you convince yourself that they're better than they are Boyata yeah. is one of those people and Julian has come in and shown you what he should have been all along you always think Fra- it's hard to replace yes, these players yes. Yes. Fraser Foster has done exactly that I could have quite happily gone into this season with Scott Bain as number one I'd have been fine because he is an, a, a decent keeper and I'd have been satisfied with that but he has come in and shown you what you can get, yeah. what's available out there if get you just you push. The, yes, if you just push the boat out and get yourself a, a big time keeper, he puts in big time performances. There is is one one save in particular. There were numerous saves in this. Some of them you would expect them to make. Some of them was just being good positionally, yeah. getting his body behind it. And what, is it you talking about the one when he goes down with his left hand? Yeah, that that, that one I'm about to come on to. Yeah, that there's Luis Alberto. Basically, I think Malinkovic Savage maybe picked him out on the left. He pirouettes into the box skins beat on and Julian with the same movement and buys himself a bit of space in the edge of the box and just smashes it into the far far corner Foster down saves it it's it's unbelievable Foster was absolutely brilliant but there was a point in the match maybe around Delamark where I said to you we should be ahead here we had decent chances we were the better team we were on yeah. top and the only fear was we didn't take any of the chances we had the few we had the Edward one, James Forrest went through and decided to shoot when he could have slipped it across yeah. to... Ball it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but we were making chances, we were getting into good positions, but just maybe not... Well, the Edward one was just wide, wasn't it? And the Forrest one was the wrong decision, but I thought, oh, this is it. We've played well. You're getting later into the game. Previously, they thought, it's heartbreak time. This yeah. is when it all goes wrong. But it didn't. No. We didn't. And we looked like a really good team. We looked like a comfortable team away from home. And I was obviously happy watching it, but I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> this isn't how it goes. Yeah. I, I didn't know what was happening. There was a, a dodgy moment for Foster in the second half, though. It was, as we said, it was a wee bit shaky, a wee bit nervy maybe in the first half and hugely grew into it with, with some of the saves he made. And... Um, there was one moment where Lazio hit the post directly from a corner though the old, yeah. the old Tony Stokes slash Charlie Adams <laughs> special yes he, he, Foster saw that very very late he just kind of scrambled across right at the last second just as he saw it was about to hit the post you know the quickest moving no, as well he's, so he's when you the, see him going it's, it's very obvious yeah he, he's simultaneously he's like deceptively agile when it comes to shot stopping but across the across the ground he ain't, he ain't the quickest in feet but um, now I, I mean as you say Mel you just you need to take the luck when you when you get it there, and that was another wee bit. Uh, yeah, look, the things didn't all go to plan in the game. El Hamid goes off injured. That's easily one you could think of. Us one of our centre half beat on slots. I've cursed him. I've cursed him by the way, because what did I say last week or the week before? I wondered. Neil Lennon um, talked about how I just I can't see where the the catch is with this guy. We've got this guy for one point six million pounds. He's like this ideal player, and I said, well, maybe he's a wee bit injury prone. <laughs> one, one game later, his groin explodes on live TV. It was a groin explosion. <laughs> it did look very very painful. And uh, well, Lennon. We needed all the things I've previously mentioned, but you need your manager to get it absolutely spot on, and Lennon did. Beaton comes on, but he also took off Ryan Christie and put on in Cham. Now, there was at that point in the game, we were getting a bit sloppy with our passing, mm. so be able to bring on a guy like in Cham who can get the ball, hold on to it, and put passes into El Yunusi and Edward. I don't think MD would have batted an eyelid if we'd have taken off El Yunusi 
and left Christie on there. That's exactly what I'd expected, to be honest, yeah. But for Lennon to take off Christie, one of the best players so far, and leave El Yunusi up there with Edward and have Encham spraying the passes... Ginger Guardiola's done it again, boys. He's an absolute genius. And of course, it was El Yunusi who put Edward through for his chance that yeah. he probably should have scored. So again, yeah, perfect for Lennon. See, when Olivier Cham's in the mood, he is unplayable. <laughs> well, and unplayable of, in midfield. Yeah, talking of uh, searing, biting, top-notch analysis, yeah. what was it I said after the Partick Thistle game um, when he, he came on and scored that absolute cracker? I think, did he score He's two good at scoring goals. Well, what I, I said was this. You're so good at football. I just said, you're you're such a good player. I remember thinking that when we did mail at the match as well. I just said, he's such a good footballer. And if, if only we could find a way of getting as many of these amazing players that we've got into the team at the same time, it's, it's, it's impossible. It's not even so much with that. When Cham, I feel it's it's getting those performances out of Olivier and Cham. Because see if Olivier and Cham put those performances in every week, he would be in the team more often. <laughs> he, he really, really would be in the team more often. It's It's... It's fits and starts with Encham, mm. and when he gets a run of games, his form sort of explodes onto the scene, and then I find his form sort of tails off, and then he's out, he's out of the team again. But this game in particular, you could tell he was in the mood. You know, he, he probably back to Italy, he might have felt he had a point to prove, or he just might have felt more comfortable playing somewhere where he's obviously played before. Yeah. Um, and then that wee slot that, that that he found himself in, he found a lot of space there. Oh, he's brilliant at that. I brilliant. he. I, he found a lot of space there. He was getting a lot of luck and he knew exactly what he was doing when you saying paint spraying the passes about. It's the perfect time to bring him on because he can get the ball, he can hold on to it and he can play it into space or he can play it into feet which means it takes the wee bit of pressure off us because in these games you need a bit of respite because teams like this are going at you and mentally it's draining as well because you need to be on it for the whole time and if you're able to bring on quality like in Cham I thought people were mental wanting him sold at the start of the season because even though he did want to go he's a great player same as Rogic having these guys as options to bring on is, is what changes your games and we've seen that towards the end with with the goal, look, they, those two guys are the two coolest guys in the park. If you're wanting Edward to pass to Encham or Encham to pass to Edward, it's the two players you would have picked out there that if we get this, this could happen. And the two of them, it's just the quality they've got. Well, as I say, Encham started that move inside his own half, and yeah. he absolutely tears up the, to get that to get the space and. I thought he'd blown it. See the first touch. I thought he'd taken himself just marginally too wide. But El Yunusi plays a massive part in yeah, it because yeah, he takes right. away the centre half as well with his run. It's just the, the quality of all these yeah. guys. And another player, well, bash Lewis Morgan all the time. But would Lewis Morgan have made that run across the centre half to take his vision away from yeah. Encham and just so it meant the defender completely went well? You know, say leaving the space for Encham. It's a great run. That, Maybe been overlooked a bit. Well, it's those fine margins, it's those small details um, that that separate like, top yeah. players from from others. It's not we don't mean to have a go at, at players who might not necessarily have made it, but it is as I say, it's those things that separate the top players from the not so top players, and that's exactly what Odson Edward and, and Cham are the top players. And I, as I say, I, I held my hands up. I thought he'd blown it with that first touch, but it's, it, it takes himself just marginally too wide and then just dinks it also oh. oh delicately oh. over the on rushing keeper. <laughs> And he's, a, he's the coolest guy in the world. <laughs> and to quote 
Chris Sutton again, uh, twice in the podcast. Wow, wow, wow! Well, as I, I said after, I, I, I mean, he's bearing down on goal there, and my heart is, as I says, famously now on the Match Companion podcast, celebrating that goal. I pulled a lung. <laughs> the reason I pulled a lung is because as he's bearing down on goal, I forgot to breathe in. <laughs> you know, you're just watching it, and yeah. then the keeper comes out, and then just that wee that wee dink. Aye. You're just like, oh, and charm, oh, bath me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he was just, he was just unbelievable scenes. He was in the mood before it. Limbs. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I've seen. It was unbelievable. They just seen the Ryan Christie run right down the touchline. Everybody going over because you know that's it. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah, it. Done. And the fans, none of them are facing the right way. He <laughs> <laughs> was in the mood before that as well because shortly after he came on, he had a moment where do you remember against Rangers maybe a season or two ago where he came up, he just nutmegged someone yes. out in the inside left channel, yeah. channel and bought himself a wee bit of space and it was absolutely brilliant. He did something very similar to a Lazio player it wasn't a nutmeg but he just did the wee drag back and passed him and he unleashed a shot for about 25 yards it was blocked so he came on well and truly in the mood and he finally got there Neil Lennon said I feel like I'm talking an awful lot about what Neil Lennon said after the game but that's what it's all about he said that he just he knew he was going to score he knew as soon as he got the ball he was going to score it and he knew he was going to dink it he had more confidence than me because I don't mean lack of confidence I just mean by that touch I was just like oh no there it goes because see prior to that Five minutes to go, we were talking, and I, I said, these guys, there's only five minutes to go. We could get away with a point here, yeah. and that's going to be brilliant. Oh, no, no, a I snatch and grab point here, this would be absolutely brilliant. I'd be delighted with a point away to Lazio, because it's again, it sets you up so well in the group. But to score that at that time, 95th minute, in that manner, was such a cracking goal as well. It wasn't like it bundled yeah. in off no. somebody's arse from a corner pure or something. Quality. Pure quality goal from a, a, a pure quality. Hit them in the counter, Stephen. Yeah. But exactly. their own medicine, them no tasty, is it? <laughs> <laughs> hoisted by their own petard. Um, I, can you use hoisted with old Moosey? <laughs> um, to, to do that in that way with such a cracking goal, with such a cracking second half performance, it's brilliant. And to qualify with two games to spare, oh, unheard unbelievable. Of. Uh, 10 points, undefeated. Away wins coming in left and right, away draws. It's absolutely incredible. Neil, Neil Lennon is making a lot of people look stupid now, isn't he? Well, Neil, yeah. Neil Francis Lennon. Neil Francis Lennon is making a lot of people look stupid now, isn't he? Yeah, and um, you know what? Maybe maybe I come into that category also. as well. Because I never, I never once said, I was never against the appointment. I was just underwhelmed by it. Yeah. And so I suppose even I come into that category where I look... I look foolish at the moment. Now, is, you have been careful to draw me back a wee bit after the game and say, look, there's a long way to go. You yeah, should have stuck to your guns, mate. Yeah, I should have. It's you saying that now after yeah. you're so poisoned yeah. with your partner. <laughs> I, no, now, you, you touched on something there, Stephen. You says, you know, we have to draw way back. There's, there's, a, there's a long way to go. And I've, I've revised my position on that as well. I don't think it's fair to say, Neil Lennon's making us look stupid. He's doing a great job, but he still has to win the league. No, no, I, uh, I don't that's, want... Yeah. That's what I was kind of saying before, yeah. but I think it's unfair to do that. Neil no. Lennon's doing a great job as Celtic manager, full stop. Oh, no, yes. I, I want to be clear about that. I'm not saying, oh yeah, it's been good so far, but you better win that league. Not yeah. at all. What I'm saying is, um, I, I feel foolish now for having been underwhelmed about it because, and it is, there is a long way to go and you know you never know what might happen this season, but what is completely different now is the confidence I have in that team. Yeah. Now, I, I was very confident domestically. I said this in the match companion as well. I was very confident in this team always domestically. You're, you're, you're always mostly confident domestically, even if you're playing quite poorly. You're going to get the job done in nine times out of ten. 
but to be confident going into European games, yeah, I'm, I'm now looking at the next round thinking, you know, bring on somebody good. So I, whereas before, I would have been like, hopefully we get a, an okay draw here, maybe scrape through mm. on away goals against some like foreign minnow or whatever. But now I'm just like, honestly, bring it on, bring on whoever. And even if you know, even if he does lose the league, right? God forbid he does lose the league. I mean. All you need to say is never show your face here again. <laughs> that's a joke. Yeah. That's, that, FYI, that was a wee gag. Um, yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't hold back the league win and say I'm not going to qualify. How good a job you've done, unless you win the league, because unequivocal, Neil Lennon is doing a terrific job as Celtic manager. I'm enjoying Neil Lennon managing Celtic today more than I have maybe for the majority of Brendan Rodgers' last two seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's entirely fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, apart from absolutely smashing the Huns, which mm. was a great highlight of of Brendan Rodgers, um, and especially last season, you know, the, the sort of things really, really slowed down under Brendan Rodgers. But as we sit here today, I'm enjoying Neil Lennon managing Celtic. I'm enjoying watching the team. I'm enjoying the players. I'm enjoying the style of football more than I have for the majority of Brendan Rodgers' last two seasons. Yeah, yeah. That's an entirely. Uh, Defensible point of view, Jamie. Thank you, and, that, and that's all. We're, that's all I'm asking but for. But it's hugely enjoyable just now. You know, sometimes you, you think like uh, it's always enjoyable watching football and watching the team you support and all that. But some of the stuff Celtic are doing these days, like I include Brendan Rodgers in it as well. But just you think maybe like it's never going to be as good as when you're a kid, right? Like when yeah. you're a teenager, yeah. not yeah, it's Martin and all that. That that's the most enjoyable time to to basically be into anything. But Celtic are doing stuff in the last three or four years that's up there with absolutely anything I've oh. ever seen. And Lazio is right up there. Being oh, Lazio yeah, home and away is right up there with most things I've seen in my life. Thing. See, when you think about it, in many ways, we started the podcast at just the right time. <laughs> yeah, when did we start? Ronnie Dyla's last season. <laughs> no, yeah. We started this podcast at just the right time. God, you did, yeah. Um, the, the vid, there's a cracking video of fans taking the winning goal from behind the goal hmm. and see when Encham goes through and takes a touch is deathly silenced <laughs> and then as soon as it hits the net I don't care how many times it comes up my feed I'll watch it every yeah. time it's perfect the ball through the commentary Sutton losing it Rome conquered it's just everything it's going to be one of those games that you'll talk about well, my dad used to tell me about games like the Celtic beating Ajax that the history boys done he used to talk about Celtic beating Real Madrid and the, the Stefano thingy these sorts of results this is one you'll be able to tell people about because it was seismic. It was unbelievable. It's just one of those games where it took me days before I thought, we, we, we actually done it. See if we it actually was, did that. See if it was 10 years ago. There'd be a DVD on the way. Oh, oh God. One on the way, probably. <laughs> of, both of, those, of both of those games. Stock and fill up. A stock and fill up. Well, you can get Bruni, the DVD, if you yeah, want. Yeah. And do you, know what, do you know what? I did love all the all the Mussolini celebrations afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I hope that continues for quite something. Uh, until someone gets hurt. Yeah, I, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm just waiting for the Daily Record to go to Mussolini's granddaughter see what she thought of the game. Well, we can't really fully formulate our analysis until no. we know what, uh, <laughs> what's her face Mussolini thinks. And yeah. the Loudon. What are the Loudon <laughs> saying about it? Um, yeah. yeah, so from Mussolini to Mugabe, from one despot to another, <laughs> from a uh, Lazio to Lanarkshire. Um, right. Yeah, because they do have a player called Mugabe. Yeah, they yeah, do. Some, every time I, I was watching that, and every time Mugabe, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we are of course mainly talking about uh, the Celtic win two 0 over Motherwell. Yes. yes, gentlemen, we have reached the the now obligatory 
the other game segment yeah. of the podcast that has been quite prevalent in the last couple Can of weeks. Can I just warn you of something, right? See uh, the iTunes stats. See if people don't listen to the end of the podcast. <laughs> right. It doesn't really work so good on so the let, stats. So let's stick so, Motherwell up front. And, so, yeah, yeah I, we really should do that if we care about if we care about stats. We should do that up front. No, Celtic nothing to domestic duty with a 2-0 win over Motherwell at Celtic Park. A couple of changes in the lineup, Melly. Yep, yeah, we Frimmers came in because... Uh, we need to settle on one nickname for yeah. him if we're going to insist on Frimmy, it. Frimmy then, I'll go Frimmy, Frimmy. okay, there we go. We Frimmy comes in for El Hamid with the old groin explosion and Encham comes in for Christie because, uh, as Lennon said, he's got this sort of injury they're managing. Now, not too many changes, but from going from a difficult game into a difficult game, because Motherwell have been the third best team yeah. this season outside the Celtic Rangers... You didn't want it to be too many changes. And do you know what? We don't have a lot of quality change. Maybe what a wee yeah. change up front, but we just didn't have the options. But the team came out flying again. You'd think every excuse under the sun here come off the back of a tough travel, a tough game, coming in Motherwell. The a adrenaline tough one. dump. Yeah. The old last game before the international break, you need out of the way. Not this team, mate. No. Not this team. Just got right back into it and came out flying from the very start. Similar to St Mirren, I suppose, a couple of weeks ago. Better performance than that. I thought yeah, it was maybe yeah, it a, wee was. Bit, a wee bit more exciting, a wee bit more um, more enjoyable to watch. Uh, and Cham is, I mean, what a player to be able to come in. Oh. Come in. That's his first start since uh, the one each draw with Hibs. So he hasn't actually started the game for quite a while. But Lennon talked before the game about how he brings Encham in, not only because of his heroics against Lazio, but because of what it might do psychologically for him. Yeah. So it's obviously going to be a, a huge boost to his confidence, having done that against Lazio. So why not just give him give him yeah. a game where, where he can fit it in? Obviously, you've got Rogic and Christie both on the bench in this, so well well stocked in those those areas. Frimpong comes in for the unfortunately injured El Hamid but again much like we've talked about with Frimpong he's just part of the furniture now it's, oh, un- yeah. it's unremarkable seeing Frimpong in the team yeah. because he's, yeah, just, totally. he's just part of the team now he's, he's brilliant and uh, obviously Johnny Hayes got man of the match but Frimpong was right up there yeah, yeah. I thought and Cham was brilliant McGregor was brilliant but that's again Frimcom- Frimpong comes in and you're still thinking oh people maybe say he's not been tested defensively well, that's five games he's played, yeah. and there's only one game we've conceded goals in. That was the Hibs game. Four clean sheets. We're not conceding a lot no, of goals. It's all different types of challenges as well. It's all different teams he's playing against yeah. as well. All different physical. I don't think he's looked out of place at all. No. And even aerially, he's fine in the air. No, as well. he puts it in yeah. and sees recovery speed. It, yeah. It, he doesn't get himself into a lot of bad positions, but it's just such an asset. There was one time. He went to go back, sprinted past the guy, got the ball and just turned and started on an attack again. It's brilliant leaving him back for corners because teams think they're going to hit on the break and he just sweeps it up. There was that brilliant moment against Patrick Thistle where Kenny Miller tried to run him. He knocked the ball past him. No, come on, mate. Uh, Maybe 20 years ago. But it was a a really good start to the game. Uh, Johnny Hayes, acres and acres of space down the left-hand side. Both flanks had that. Yeah, he was threatening, uh, which... Led to him getting the stadium man of the match. Didn't have a problem with that. He thought he was he was perfectly fine. The stadium man of the match. I'm not using this to have a go at Johnny Hayes, but it's not always given on merit. It's no. few, I mean, even Frimpong's debut, he was man of the match. I probably would have given it to Cham because he was absolutely sensational. But it's it's usually a kind of employee of the month award. The stadium man of the match rather than <laughs> <laughs> you, you you deserve one because uh, I thought Callum McGregor was was oh, excellent in this game as well, and he he's the type of guy who never really gets recognised in these kind of awards man of the matches or yeah, players uh, month yeah. or anything you're like right actually yeah. it's the same you used to talk about Kieran Tierney you say we don't talk about him enough because he's always, always so good, good. Yeah. but Cal McGregor 
him and Scott Brown during the week against Lazio, the dirty work again in the Europa League they put in was unbelievable. In this game, Cal McGregor, he was absolutely everywhere. Yeah. There was loose balls popping up. How did he get from there to there? There was one he just robs the Motherwell player inside a half and just sets off an attack. The guy was absolutely outstanding. And Any other game, any neutral watching probably would have picked him, but because it's Celtic, you thought Johnny Hayes has done well for Johnny Hayes, he's played really well, yeah. which he did. It was good, yeah. Yeah, he gets it over McGregor, but I thought he was brilliant, and Cham was brilliant, Hayes was brilliant, and Frimpong was brilliant, and these are guys, well, apart from Frimpong, coming off the back of that game during the week. Even Edward, again, he gets a goal, but out during the week, outstanding, doesn't get a goal. This one gets a goal, and he, his whole play was unbelievable. Yeah. He plays a massive part in the second goal as well. We're just flying right now. This is a Motherwell team that is really good. Yeah, yeah. And I said it on the Mellet match for the game. We're a far cry from the team that played Motherwell early in the season. We won 5 2 in that game, but we had Christopher Ayer at right back. We had Lewis Morgan oh, starting. I think Bain started. And yeah. It was all right in the midst of where, <laughs> where are all these players we should be signing, and we weren't getting them in. But to go to Motherwell and win that game, but this game was a totally different game. It just shows the quality that we've, we've come on so much in a few months under Lennon. It was a, just a completely professional win over this team. Motherwell, Motherwell more possession than us in the 5-2 game, but Motherwell are very well organised. They know exactly what they're doing. They didn't capitulate when they went a goal down. They kept playing their game, but they couldn't live with us because we're just a better team. Now, Motherwell, their two centre-halves were brilliant. Mugabe and Declan Gallagher were very, very good. Their keeper made a couple of great saves. It was just when they got into that final third, they maybe let themselves down. But they played well, but Celtic played really, really well to beat them 2-0. And it could have been more. Yeah, there was one infuriating moment where El Yunusi, um did that thing we've been mourning about for a while now. The shot's wide open to go on his left foot. Mm. It's wide, wide open, and he just cuts back inside. Yep. I think Too it might have actually been Tate who took it off him. Uh, just, I, would, I really wish he had just a wee bit more confidence to just go across across himself and go across the goal. Uh, but it's a minor complaint. that It just means that that was the main chance that leapt in your mind when you said it could have been more. Uh, Declan Gallagher has impressed me every time I've seen him. I think he's a, a cracking defender. It's not at the Is point. he the one that won, never wore the poppy? Yes. Yeah, I yeah, think it, it fell off. I think it, it fell off, oh, yeah. Right. So, <laughs> Although, we know Declan. Not, <laughs> did he set up a, a goal against Celtic recently? Because I remember thinking that was as a bit of a betrayal for somebody <laughs> with Fenian and name like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think he's an, an excellent uh, defender, worth keeping an eye on. I'm not, I'm not saying he, he's the type of guy Celtic need to rush out and, and go and sign, but... Um, if he emerges as, as one of the best the better young defenders in the league you know, I don't know if it's him, but I don't think he's the nicest chap no I think what we might do is just stay well clear of Declan Gallagher because he caved someone's head in with a baseball bat and got sent to jail <laughs> yes, for it yeah, so doesn't make it a bad player no well you know <laughs> just a bad human yeah, yeah we could put that aside separate <laughs> the man from the art as they say um, let's just get back to football shall we uh, um, Edward got himself on the score sheet. I thought he was terrific in this game as well. Terrific in the Lazio game, finally gets on the score sheet. Yeah, he was, he was brilliant. It was uh, El Yunusi again. El Yunusi into Forest. 
I think it was Gallagher that blocks the ball and it breaks to Edward. It's a hard one for Forrest to take. The ball is really fizzed in at him from Elgunusi. Forrest actually does well to get it under any kind of control whatsoever, but the yeah, Motherwell defender just nicks it off him. And that's where Edward needs to be. Now, Stevie Robertson, the Motherwell manager, I think he's a good manager, knows what he's yeah, talking yeah. about most of the time, but he did say something bizarre after that. <laughs> he said nine times out of ten that goes over the bar when it drops to Edward. What? what? Nine times, nine point nine times out of ten, <laughs> that ends up in the back of the net when it drops to a guy like Odson Edward. Where, wait, wait a minute. I don't. I'm no statistical expert here, but if that's the one out of ten times it happens, I can't think of the other nine that <laughs> no. has previously happened to get us to He's that point. He's got the wrong way about, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> one out of ten times that goes over the bar. <laughs> that goal settled it right down because we deserve to go at that yeah. point, and once we get that. We're playing well, plain sailing, but again, it's that going in at half time, one nil up. When really we should be more up, but you're not, you're not scared of the game because Motherwell, one or two chances, but there was no, there was no anxiety in the, the fans no, because we were playing really yeah. well. The second goal game eh, as a result of a Johnny Hayes cross. Yeah, was yeah, it? Was, I, yeah. Jo- this is by far Johnny Hayes is probably his best game in a Celtic shirt. Uh, yeah, he was very good. People need to remember uh, Johnny Hayes said this after the game as well as and you touched on it, Stephen, in the match companion, I believe, and maybe last week. He has just learned to be a left back. Yeah, uh, that's and the we thing. need to remember as well, I suppose. But it is a new position for him. Well, I, I said on the match companion, yes, that um, I, I did feel bad for him because he was signed as a right wing for Aberdeen who used to cut inside and cause all sorts of trouble especially against Celtic used to score cracking goals coming off that right hand side on his left foot and now he's just a left back and everyone expects him to be part of the squad and, and be this backup left back You know, he's, he's not really got that much experience at it but what he is good at is getting forward and getting crosses across the box and he did it time and again in this game yeah, he did. and it led to this, this second goal very difficult to deal with for the Motherwell defence, so you may as well just stick it in the net. It's good, that's as good a place yeah. as anyway. Smashing <laughs> play from Edward again, getting yeah, yeah. the ball on the turn, running up and the ball through in between the centre half yes. and full back. Johnny Hayes puts a delicious ball across <laughs> and uh, Richard Tate's there to put it home for Tempting us. Tempting for Tate. Tempting, yep. he had to go for it. <laughs> but uh, again, that goal, we came out in the second half in the first 10 odd minutes, we weren't very good, but that was the first sort of chance we created after half time and that's game over. That is game over because Motherwell aren't going to come from 2-0 down and beat us. If anything, we're going to go on and score more. But Motherwell, they did well after that and once we got that second goal, made a couple of substitutions, kept players fresh. It's just another professional job professional is and that is what and that is what I want Uh, no exactly professional seven straight wins in all competitions um, since since losing to Livingston four clean sheets in the league in a row I think that is as well and that's with a little bit of inconsistency and defensive lineup. it's generally always Ayer and Julian but the fullbacks interchange all the time and still still just picking up clean sheets professionality yes on Iron Julian, again, two of them are brilliant. Yes. Uh, on Sunday, during the week, outstanding. And Sunday, again, just some of the play. There was one point, uh, Julian had his back facing his own goal. The Motherwell player goes to shut him down. He just rolls him with a wee back heel and starts on a, uh, a run up the pitch. The two of them are brilliant. Ayer was breaking out. They formed a really, really good partnership, the two of them. Just remember that ball that Julian pinged out to the left from inside his oh, own box, right. Well, just right across his own goal, basically, and pinged it out to Hayes on the left. Absolutely brilliant to watch. I love those passes that Julian plays. So so that's it. Um, Celtic managed to maintain their position um, at the top of the table. Re- goal now, I think it is, yeah. Aye. Rangers also winning 2-0. Yep. Uh, shades of offside for Morelos' goal, but... Yeah. 
Um, we ju- it's just about keeping the pressure up. You know, Rangers would have been Absolutely. looking at us, hoping we drop points. We never did. We'd have been looking at them, hoping they drop points. I didn't really expect him to drop points. If I'm being truthfully no. honest. Um, but yeah, the, the train keeps rolling on. Who's up next, Smiley, for Celtic? Livingston. Uh, Livingston after the international break. After yeah. the god awful international break, <laughs> Livingston at home, then Wren at home. A, a tasty wee couple of games at home and. Looking at the fixtures, they're quite nice for the hoops going forward until the winter break. Do we still have our typical 800 games in December? Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. That's right. nine well, I believe. Livingston, obviously, we just spoke there about how it's seven straight wins since losing them, so oh, them one, but we'll talk yeah. about that near the time after the... Yeah, another international break. It feels like every couple of weeks since yeah, the season it's started. It's like every yeah. fortnight or something. That's it feels like... March, boys. That's right, March. McGregor, new contract. Oh, yes. Never saw that one coming. Great to see him sign it. That means when he leaves at the end of the season, we'll get <laughs> lots of money. Um, Wash your mouth out. I know. I don't. I, I think that must be it for Callum McGregor now. Although, look, you, you say this and then you remind yourself that contracts almost mean nothing. And did Kieran Taylor not sign two in the space of a <laughs> season like and that, then yeah. leave or something like that? So, I hope this is a sign of intent. You know, yeah. he's definitely obviously been giving away drives him and Forrest and did Bain sign a new contract yep. as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, um, you down. It's uh, never a bad thing to see a top class player for Celtic sign a new contract but you're right it doesn't really mean an awful yeah. lot it's a, it's a good gesture um, it's a good like, you know, signifier of intent of course but th- it doesn't mean that he'll be here for five years but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was to be yeah. perfectly honest I do maintain that because of Callum McGregor's age and because he seems to be getting better and better all the time he probably will have a decision to make he will get that choice probably that Kieran Tierney got to make whether it's this season or next, I'm not really concerned about because I don't think Cal McGregor will leave anytime soon. But I do think he will get that choice put in front of him, whether, yeah. he, whether he gambles and tries to test himself at a higher level with a couple of the peak years of his career, which he's going to come into soon, or whether he just plays the rest of his career at Celtic. And, yeah. you well, know, he could play the rest of his career at Celtic, but he could also be Celtic captain. Scott yeah, Brown course, is yeah. not going to last forever. We might see Scott Brown maybe next season or the following if he stays on. <laughs> Long have we been saying that? <laughs> I know, doing this sort of Paul Lambert thing where he's not playing as much and you're handing that captaincy straight to yeah, McGregor, absolutely. aren't you? And I think, I might be wrong in saying Rogic might be a bit out, but since last November when Ryan Christie came in at the team and signed a new deal, since then, and Cham signed a new deal, mm-hmm. Rogic, Brown signed an extension, and McGregor, all five midfielders, what a midfield that is. Best in my lifetime? Not for me to say. <laughs> it's, um, it is good to see Celtic protect themselves against things like that. Well, yeah, obviously, yeah. Ayer signed a new four-year deal last year, so yep. pretty much all of our top assets are signed up on good contracts, long-term contracts. Um, I just... I see we've got a bit of money. See if there's a deal to be done for for Forster. See if there's a deal to be done for Alien Usi. Because. Wanyama. Aye, Wanyama as well, you know. But these guys that that they've become top quality mainstays on the side, and it would be a real shame, a real shame to lose them, especially, you know. Foster's well out of the picture at Southampton, but they could end up with a new manager in January. You never know how that's going to look. So ask them how much they want for a guy. Right now, Foster is a player that Southampton don't want. Ask them, is there a deal we done? Speak to Foster. How it's much? You're on 60 grand there. How much do you want 70 here? G's a week. It's a lot of cabbage. It's Would you accept 12? Yeah. <laughs> but Celtic could pay Fraser Foster 30 odd grand, 35 grand, you know, make him a, a, a well, well paid young man and he'd be playing football or he can go back down to Southampton and be pl- in the wilderness again. Yeah, I'm not going to put words in the guy's mouth. I'm not going to speak for him, but it, just going on Fraser Foster's demeanour since he's been here, 
I reckon he's probably got to a stage where he probably finds it quite important to be yeah. contributing in a, a yeah. meaningful way in, in a football Early sense. As well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, Foster, Celtic won't be his only option, I wouldn't imagine, when it comes to probably choosing to leave Southampton at the end of the season. But I don't, they're certainly not going to be completely out of the question. Yeah. It looks like he's certainly enjoying himself. Oh, back so his contract up at the end of the season, is it, at Southampton? No I, no, I don't think so. I just mean that it's probably going to be this season where he's he's got a big decision to make yeah. about oh, right, yes, future. Yes, yes, whether yes, he yes. wants to go back to Southampton and be second or third choice, or whether he wants to come to Celtic and be, be a legend, as they uh, say. Another man with a big choice potentially on his hands is John Kennedy linked with the vacant <sighs> Hibs job. Yeah. Um, just, just one thing on that. Talk to Neil Lennon. Ask him how Leanne Dempster <laughs> likes to run things. Um, yeah. I, I don't. I don't see John Kennedy leaving. What Celtic are doing to go and take a manager's job at, at Hibs? I really don't. Especially, you know, Hibs are. You know, Leanne Dempster joined Hibs with a bit of fanfare after the job she done at Motherwell. It's been a bit of a, a bit of a basket case. Mm. You know, like she sacked Neil Lennon. For well, she suspended Neil Lennon, and then had to admit that she suspended him for no reason. Mutually consented, everyone. Yeah, yeah, and then he was mutually consented, and now he's ended up at Celtic, where he's absolutely flying. So the man's obviously a quality manager. Here's what you could have won, Hibernian. Yeah. Um, replaced him with Paul Hacking Bottom, who was a bit of a disaster. She comes calling. You're, you're not really going for it, are you, Melly? Oh, I really hope not, because the amount of times we've quoted Neil Lennon so many times tonight, <laughs> but the amount of times where he says John makes a tactical tweak yeah. or. John did this or John did that. I think John Kennedy's absolutely vital because Neil Lennon's admittedly himself who says he's not the most tactical sort of guy, but John Kennedy, what he's done, he stayed when Rogers left. I don't see him going to Hibs. I didn't see Rogers go to Leicester, to be fair. <laughs> I don't see him going to Hibs if he didn't go to Leicester to join Brendan Rogers. Good I think yep. along with Cal McGregor when Scott Brown leaves, if Neil Lennon was to leave at some point, I think John Kennedy sees himself as a successor at some point and he's on to a really good thing here. He could go to Hibs and it could be a disaster and that's his management career done. I really hope he doesn't stay because he's absolutely vital to us right now. Why would Hibs hire a defensive coach to be their manager? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, John Kennedy, yeah, it's it'd be a big decision for him to make. No, it, it could be the possibility here that he might feel that he's probably never going to get the Celtic job now we've probably been talking about it for a, a long time about him stepping in but is anyone really willing to I know I know we would probably be, be alright with it but are the Celtic fans at large going to be alright with John Kennedy no, in no now him? but I think if we not if we lose the league I don't want that but see after 10 I think you might see a step change mm, in, in, in things where it's only another couple of years where after the 10, Neil Lennon... I don't, Neil Lennon's still a relatively young manager. I would see no yeah, reason yeah. why he would leave in three years' time or four years' time. But say, for instance, he does. Or say, for instance, he gets an, an offer of a job. At that point, when the 10 is done, because it's so massive, I think you could see, oh, do you know what? Let's give Kennedy a try for a year or two. Let's, let's try and build a new legacy because this guy could be our manager for the next five or six years. Yeah. But Neil Lennon was... Neil Lennon is so entrenched in, in Celtic and yeah. everything. he's never going to give that job up unless it goes absolutely terribly wrong. Now, in, in those circumstances, is John Kennedy going to step into the disaster, the, the imaginary disaster that Neil Lennon has created that we've got in the sack mm. because he's never going to step down, Neil Lennon... I, that's well, something yeah, not going to happen yeah, I mean Neil Lennon's not going to be in the job indefinitely I think yeah. he would admit himself like every manager's got a shelf for it but you're, you're right I mean we, we think in terms of the 10 but you know this is basically a new Celtic team yeah. for all yep. intents and purposes it's a new Celtic team mm -hmm. so it's no 9 in a row they've won it's really 1 or 2 in a row because Neil Lennon's come in and won 2 leagues so it's not 
out with the realms of possibility that Celtic going 10 and then 11 and then yeah, Neil right. Lennon's got plain sailing you know yeah, the world doesn't stop turning after that after that 10 no. and especially the way you know hate to harp on about it but especially the way Rangers finances look at the yeah. moment it looks like really barn a disaster at Celtic you know touchwood this is like famous last words this is a clip that will be going around the internet they, they don't really seem to have the means of catching us in terms yeah. of spending. So as long this as we is, this keep... is it for them, this yeah. season's probably it for them. They've, they've thrown everything out this season. Yeah. If if they don't get it this season, I think they're in big trouble, aren't they? Yeah. Just to, to wrestle it back to talking about John Kennedy for a bit. I mean, he's obviously highly rated. I just I, I was just talking about scenarios under which I can imagine him taking the job, and I can't really think of many. He's just been promoted scenarios. as well yeah, recently, as of well. course. And he's obviously very highly rated. If it was up to Brendan Rodgers, he would have taken him along with the superstore in the car park. <laughs> he would have taken everything down to Leicester with him, but he was. He had to do it, mate. Yeah, exactly. And like. Kennedy was very much in his plans as well, so he's not just some some deadly defensive coach that everyone you know, rolls their eyes at. He's not the guy who puts at the cones. He is an important part of that team. He highly highly thought but, of coach. Yeah, highly thought of. He will want his own job at some point. Is Hibbs the right one? Nah, I agree with you. I don't think Hibbs is the right one to touch. He can do better than that. I think he could walk into a, a much better job than Hibbs, but. It will come eventually where he's going to want but, but you know, the big job somewhere. It's true. And Melly did make a good point. You know, why would he turn down a move to Leicester last season effectively to join Hibs this season? Doesn't he, doesn't nah, he make any nah. sense? Um, we mentioned Brendan Rodgers. He had an exclusive interview. Now, fess up, this came out this morning. So I only really caught the snippets I could read whilst I was shoving a roll in my face at lunchtime. Um, from what I could gather, he said, now Celtic fans might understand why I left to join Leicester. And from what I can gather, the the rationale behind it was, I wanted to join Leicester. <laughs> yeah, and he no, seems I don't to understand, be, Brendan. No, he seems to be obnoxiously pointing to the fact that it's gone really well for him. Yeah, do you know I what had it to is? leave because this is really good. Do you know what it? It is? I mean, look at that league table; it's really good, isn't it? <laughs> it's. Do you know what it is? He, he's got all the Celtic fans up, and he goes. I've got bad news and I've got good news. <laughs> yeah. The bad news is I left you in the lunch. The good news is I'm doing great with Leicester. This is brilliant, isn't it? Uh, I'm saying no, the Brendan. Like... There's only bad news and irrelevant news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Look, we we all knew this anyway. It, it does. It has come out and clarified. We all spoke at the time about how he's given himself the best opportunity yeah. there. It's a career move. But I don't. I don't hold any grudges against the guy. I will take any opportunity going to have a go at him. But it's only really just joking. I now. do. No, 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 no. No, I just look. It's it's to quote uh, the Greek from the Wire: "Business always business." And that, that's what Brendan Rodgers is. He's a oh, well. That's what he is. Yeah, exactly. That, that, so, but, but the problem is he. he Plays off like he's something else. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? The business Rogers. It's all. It's all about him, isn't it? <laughs> the brand. But it, but it is. I the brand. Brandon. You should be on there. You should be on there. It's a Brandon Rogers. No, no. But the problem with the the, the deception with Brandon Rogers is he plays the fans like I'm not yeah. a business. Did you, I mean that comment the other week when he was linked with the? I think he was linked with the Spurs job in the list. And somebody asked yeah, him, yeah, when, so, yeah. and he's sitting. Oh, wait, why would I leave a big club? I'm already at a big club. Almost verbatim what he said whilst he was out for Celtic. So. I still hold a grudge against Brendan Rodgers. They oh. might have just edited it in and, and changed the clothes. <laughs> just it's, a deep a fake. <laughs> it's a deep fake. I don't, uh, I don't, I still hold a grudge. I won't forever. You know, after it's all said and done, you look back and you will thank Brendan Rodgers for what he did at Celtic. But how, how long ago did he leave his lunch? Eight months ago? Yeah, somewhere eight, eight months ago. Yeah. Ah, it still hurts. The wound is still <laughs> there. Um, finally, discuss another ex. Oh, negative Nancy at the end of this podcast. Uh, Chelsea have been linked with a stunning move for Karamoko Dembele. Yep, so see you, Karamoko. And <laughs> on that bombshell, 
Um, we will end there. Not before mentioning Melly, you are sleeping under the stars. I hope they turn the disco lights out so you can at least get a decent kip at the Celtic Park sleep out. When is it? Uh, Saturday night, and I have checked the forecast, and it does not make good reading for me. More, more to do. Uh, forget the forecast, rather. How much money have you raised? Not enough, James. I want more. So Please give me more to give to the young people at the Celtic Foundation. Yes, it's a sponsored event. You're raising money for the Celtic Foundation. We will tweet the link out every day between here and Saturday. We want to raise, like, let's let's be conservative. Don't want to put a number on it. We're just trying to raise some money. If you got, yeah, if you got a quid from every listener, Stephen, a million pounds. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, that, that would absolutely do. So, Melly, it's a great cause raising funds for it, and we'll present it at the Celtic Park Sleepout. And on that, thanks for listening. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.